0: My wife was reading a passage of scriptures and, you know, we take turns with people, you know, wanting to read and stuff. And uh, I. uh, She looks over at Sammy and. uh, Sam starts uh, quoting some scriptures that she had in mind. And he knew them. Amen. He knew this. This wisdom. Amen. That. Comes from God. It's a wisdom that. Is passed down unto us. Okay. We don't obtain it of ourselves. But it's given unto us by God. It's God giving us that wisdom. Because when I was lost. I didn't see God's wisdom. You know. I just sought the things of the world. The things that fulfilled me. Right. Right. Me, myself. But when I came to God, all of a sudden, it was like all these new things that I was learning, these new scriptures that I was starting to remember. God leading me and guiding me and pouring His wisdom into me. And that's something special that we need to recognize. That it's God's wisdom that he gives us his own knowledge that is being passed down unto us. Amen. I want to read a passage of scripture here in uh, John chapter 15 verse uh, 16. And he says, you have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, I may give it to you. Amen. He wants to give us good things. He wants to put blessing into our hands. He wants to bless us. But we must remember. All that wisdom and knowledge. That he gives unto us. In this life. Everything that he passes down unto us. Everything that we have. It comes from him. From the father. It comes from him. We mustn't forget that. Amen. Let's pray right now. Let's invite the presence of the Lord right now in this place. Lord, you have, your desire is to give us every good thing, Lord God. I pray tonight, right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, I pray, Father, your wisdom would lead us tonight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that it would place purpose in our hearts, Lord God, tonight. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Father, I worship you. I worship you. Lord, you are king. Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe it. If you believe that he is king. Come on, speak it from your heart, hallelujah. King Jesus, you are worthy, hallelujah. King Jesus, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy, Father of all praise and worship. Hallelujah. We lift you up, Father, tonight that you would have your way. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Just right there, Terry, with me for a bit. I Masiotoria, am toria? I really, but toria? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I wonder, toria? You chose us, Lord God. You have planted us, Lord God. You have placed us here, Lord God. We worship you. We worship you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. hallelujah lead us hallelujah lead us hallelujah father we worship you we worship you hallelujah you are the king of king and the lord of lords we worship you we worship you tonight hallelujah heo andoria masiotoria in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, let every thought, Father, be brought into captivity. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, let us meditate right now on your word, Father. Let your spirit guide us right now in the name of Jesus. Hicoryo shotorya masiondoria. Iatoria masiondoria. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Let your presence lead us right now, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hikorios. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, your word is a lamp unto our feet, hallelujah. A light unto our path. I worship you. I worship you, Lord God. Father, I worship you here today, Lord God. (laughs) Heotoria masion Doria. Irio sion Doria Masyotoria. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, blessed be your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, wait on him right here. You're the reason, Father, Lord God, we've gathered. You're the reason we worship you, hallelujah. We worship you, hallelujah. I andoria ma sio toria Irio I andoria sio toria Hallelujah 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 I andoria sio toria Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, we yield ourselves to you right now. We yield ourselves to you, hallelujah. Shondoria, irio shondoria hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, right there where you're at. Can you just please stand with me right now? Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship him right now. Father, we worship you. You are the reason why we've come here tonight, Lord God father to hear from you hallelujah i exalt you father i worship you i worship you without you i am nothing lord god Without you, I am lost, hallelujah. We need you, we need you, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's great to be with you in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, I'm the, in case you didn't know, I'm the surprise speaker. (laughs) But I, uh, man, it's, the saying is even more true to me today than ever. I'm glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. And there really is no place I'd rather be, not just in a church in general, but with with you all, the body of Christ. So you can be seated this evening. And uh, I, I was just contemplating and thinking, praying a little bit as I was driving over here frantically tonight, got out of work a little late about... 6.52, 6.52, and it's about a 15-minute drive, so made it in like eight minutes. But uh, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't being 100% Christian the whole drive, so I'm just a human up here preaching tonight. But um, a couple things that just come to my mind as as coming into this service tonight, you know, there was a season it, at, when I was in Bible school where it was considered like the waiting season. Um, I was uh, over a lot of the student services and, and things, and so chapels, I was I was kind of over those, and there was quite a few months where for the first while and even some whole services, we were just like, well, we're just going to wait on the Lord. And the thought came to me tonight as, as Brother Lewis was just yielding to the Holy Ghost and trying to uh, trying to kindly nudge us in the flow of the Spirit. And the thought came to me, again, I'm human, the carnal thought, man, sometimes I wish, you know, we didn't have to do all this waiting. Sometimes I wish we could just move on. Anyone else human in the room ever thought that? Not by myself. But you know what's amazing is sometimes you'll get to that point, and this is, this is how it works for me in my, in my head, in my humanity. I'll get to a point where a wrestling, it's that inner, inner wrestling within myself, can hear it, I can feel it, and it's like, man, do we really have to do all this? Do we really have to, you know, do we really have to pray in tongues like this? Do we have to pray this loud? Do we have to pray this long? Is all this necessary? All these, these thoughts Sometimes we can give the enemy a lot of credit for those things that and he does sometimes bring those thoughts but a lot of times that's just our flesh. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's coming from work tonight and we can, just our flesh has that thought of, you know, man, I'd rather be at home on the couch instead of here waiting on the Lord. What's even what are we even waiting for? Amen. Is it okay if I just be human tonight? (laughs) Amen. But you know what's amazing is when you get to that point where you decide, you know what? This flesh that I am housed in, for lack of better words, this flesh that's literally just a tabernacle for my spirit, for my soul, and now for the spirit of God, it's not in charge. (laughs) It's not in control of what I do unless I allow it to be. But in a, in a service or in my own personal prayer time, you know, when, we, when I get in prayer sometimes, it, 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 without fail, it's almost the most distracting time of any other part of my day. <laughs> I'll kneel down or go and start walking to pray, and 101 thoughts will come to my mind of, I need to do this. I need to send this text. I need to, you know, pay this bill. da 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 And it's like, Man. And a lot of times I give into those things and say, "Okay, yeah, that's that's important. So I'm going to do that right now." And if I'm not careful, I never find my way back to prayer, and my flesh wins. <laughs> but there's so much power in just yielding to that that flow of prayer, and ignoring the voice of of our flesh. It's just a nuisance sometimes. Amen. Um, whoops. Like I said, it's so great to be with you here in Selah. Um, again, I'm just going to continue being human tonight and hopefully we'll get into the Holy Ghost, continue in the Holy Ghost. But um, I, when my dad asked me a couple weeks ago if I if I could make room in my schedule and, and uh, plan to be here and minister, I was super excited, you know, I was like, man, I'd been trying to get there just, just to be there because (laughs) just a fellowship. And, but you know, if it's to speak, I'll, I'll do that too. And, um, and this is the humanity side. So don't, don't stone me. But then I, then a week or so later, I found out (laughs) dad wasn't going to be here. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Am I, am I, am I there? Am I filling in? And, uh, and that can be what it, you know, what it looks like in the natural. But I believe once I got past that in my flesh, the thought of, man, I'm, I'm just filling in. Once I got past that thought, I felt like the Lord was like, okay, can, you know, can I talk to you now? Can I, can I talk to you about what I want to use you for to speak to the body of Christ about? i was like, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Talk away. I, um, I'm i not perfect yet by any means. So now that that's all out of the way, why don't we get into the Word of God I'm just being honest with you tonight. I think some honesty is good. Amen. So I say all that to say my perspective is different than what it initially was. With coming tonight, I, I don't believe I'm here just just filling in, Amen. And I don't think I don't think you think that either. I um, I honor all of you who you know I I love and appreciate. And I believe I believe the Lord wants to do something not just tonight, but you know the Word of God's eternal, and His Spirit when when He sets things in motion in His Spirit, it's not just for one night. It It'll be set in motion it'll be the next piece of the puzzle that's just continuing his plan that's continuing to establish his his kingdom. And the things that the Lord's been dealing with me about I, I've sort of struggled with because I don't want to feel like I'm trying to correct anyone or yeah, I, don't, I don't want to put any qualifiers on it but I just want to I just want, I just want to let the Lord speak. Man, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Book of John, chapter ten. Before we read any, before we read any scripture, can you just one more time pray with me? Pray for. Pray for me, this human vessel, that the Lord would anoint my my mouth and words would be spoken in the Holy Ghost and not in my flesh. Jesus, in your name. Father, I pray for your body tonight. I pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost that breaks every yoke. God, I take this service under the authority of the name of Jesus and the power of your word, Father. Pray every distraction would be cast out. God, every care, we cast it on you right now, Jesus. We position ourselves and we posture ourselves to hear a word from you, God. To hear the word from the Spirit of God tonight for us, your body. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, confirm your word, I pray, with signs following. We pray these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. John chapter 10. We'll start with verse 1. um and b- before i read this these verses just want to give a little bit of back background for the chapter before and this was ministered about a couple months ago before before i transitioned to union gap i remember a uh, service of this being ministered about the the blind man who jesus healed he made he spit in the mud and made some clay and put it on his eyes and and then it caused a stir among the pharisees and that whole chapter is kind of that that argument between jesus and and the Pharisees and them saying, "Okay well you know let's let's go find his parents and see if he really was blind from birth you remember the story and long story short you verse forty one of chapter nine, Jesus is confronting them and and declaring that the Pharisees who think that they know it all because they're so religious, he's telling them essentially that you might think you know all this stuff, you have the law figured out, but you're more blind than than this blind man was in your spirit. And and then continuing in that same context, the we know that that man put the chapters there after the fact, after scripture was written. And continuing in that same context of of eyes being opened, John 10, verse 1 says, Verily I say unto you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Everyone say thief and robber. Thief and robber. robber. We know those are not good things. (laughs) We don't want any thieves or robbers in our house. But he that enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him the porter openeth, or the doorkeeper. He openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. So notice here, Jesus is the, he's the door that the sheep go through. He's, he's the door, but he's also the shepherd of the sheep. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, He goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And then verse 7, Jesus goes on and says, Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. We know Jesus is the way. Amen. He's the way of salvation. There's no, no other way, no other name whereby we must be saved. I'm the door of the sheep. And if you enter by me, you'll be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. In verse 10, the thief, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill and destroy. I am come that they may have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Amen. So we know that thief and robber is not something that is good, <laughs> and the the scripture here gives us the, the purpose of, of a thief and a robber. This is his his sole intent is to come in and in this context in the sheepfold to come in that he might steal that he might kill and that he might destroy and what in in the sheepfold what what keeps that this is going to be real real simple what keeps that robber from being able to do that in the sheepfold shepherd amen i was reading a little bit of of history regarding this, this time and, and shepherds then, and sheep, sheepfolds are, is kind of cool. They would have a lot of times stone, stone walls that, that they would put them in and have pasture in, in, in the winter time. And when the wolves would try to come in and, and a lot of times the, the doorkeeper, or the porter or the shepherd, a lot of times he would literally lay at the door opening and sleep there at that opening of Of where the sheep were kept, because there's no wolf gonna <laughs> step over that shepherd while that shepherd is on watch and his sheep are there. and so there's there's a couple things that that I want to point out and and speak to tonight. And the first thing is, of course we know Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the ultimate shepherd but in in god's structure and god's in God's way of doing things he also has has men that are placed in in the body as as shepherds and we we use the term in life church elder um, but pastor is familiar and in scripture pastor just means shepherd and part of the ministry of of the elder is to shepherd and shepherding is it's not we we see the picture of the rod and the staff and but the shepherd's first first uh, action is not to use that rod and staff to smite those sheep. But you've seen the picture of the the, the um, traditional picture of a shepherd with a staff that has a huge you know hook on it, and and they would literally use that to reach out. Their their first first uh, resort if a sheep was trying to wander would be to reach out, hook hook that sheep on the neck and, and pull it pull it back in a little bit. Their first response was not to smite the sheep. And so I, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful, of course, for the good shepherd, the Lord, but I'm thankful for the men that God's placed in my life in authority. And again, and this was ministered as well a few, probably a few months ago, but it's not the authority like the Gentiles have, where it's a authority and a hierarchy and this person has more power and authority to exercise over you. And, but no, it's, it's authority like, like Jesus said. He's the good shepherd and, and the shepherd that gives his life for the sheep. And so we know, and I'm not here to talk about pastors tonight, but if, if you don't know, this, this scripture is a good enough uh, illustration for you that you need a pastor in your life. And that doesn't mean just that you know the pastor's name at the church you go to, but you need someone that you need that elder in your life that can, with that shepherd staff, reach out and sort of pull you in at times. And the the shepherd has the shepherd has a different perspective than the sheep. This is something I've been been realizing and and studying the scripture. There's some other uh, Old Testament uh, examples are of the watchmen. In the old testament in cities, they would have they would literally have watchmen on the towers of, of these cities that they they had a different perspective. They were up higher than than the rest of the people in the city, not in a place of authority and, and I'm over you, I'm ruling over you, but in a place of higher perspective where they could see the danger that was coming. They could see the enemy that was coming in. They could give warning to to the sheep or to the people of the city. Those were watchmen, and the scriptures filled with things talking about shepherds having watch over your soul and and keeping you and and so I'm thankful for for the good shepherd and I'm thankful for our our elders. I'm thankful for our our bishop. Amen. I I think that that spiritual authority is not something we will ever understand in this life to its fullest extent, but it's not something that we can. It's not something we should ever. Underestimate, Amen. Uh, turn with me to Mark chapter four. Go through just a couple of scriptures here tonight. So remember the the purpose of a thief and a robber. I was there in the context of sheep. And it's interesting to me, the, the chapter before that there in John, Jesus opens the eyes of, of the blind man, and there's parallels with spiritual blindness there as well. And then he begins talking about sheep knowing his voice. And as I was praying about that, I feel like the Lord was dealing with me and making me to realize that there's, there's different levels of, of revelation and different levels in our, our walk with God the initial step that we have to take is, is the blinders being removed from our eyes. We have to have the scales removed from our eyes to see that, that God is one to see that Jesus is the same as the father, that he's the same as the Holy ghost. He lives in us. We have to have those things removed from our eyes to receive that revelation. But then there's a step further that I feel like a lot of us, a lot of people don't necessarily go to. And that's then having a a miracle done in our ears, to hear the word and to hear the voice of God and the word of God through maybe your elder, through maybe your brother, sister in the body of Christ who's there caring for you, who's your peer. We have to have spiritual ears that we can hear in the spirit, amen? And that's a work that only the spirit can do. So all this stuff in scripture, it's, it's amazing stories, it's, it's cool stories but without the work of the spirit in us, it's just going to be just that stories. It's that spirit that gives us it life in our hearts and gives us the revelation that we need. So Mark chapter four, we're going to get, we're going to get somewhere tonight. Four in verse, we'll start at verse 14. Uh, again, a familiar story. This is a parable Jesus is telling another parable. Jesus liked telling stories. I, I kind of like, I kind of like that. And this is the story of the sower and the seed. He he goes out. He sows seeds. Um, some falls on stony ground. Some falls on thorny. Some some falls by the wayside. Other finds good ground and, and springs up, and produces fruit. And it it, it increases and brings forth some thirty fold, some sixty fold, and some a hundred fold. That's what seed falling on good ground does when it's planted and, and is not inhibited by cares of life or other things. So Mark four, verse 14, this is Jesus telling his disciples the, the meaning of this parable. He says, the sower soweth the word. So we know that, that the seed, cause this is a parable. So there's spiritual uh, meaning to this. The seed that the sower is sowing is the word of God. Amen. Amen. So the sower sows the word, verse 15, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Kind of sounds like something a thief would do, doesn't it? Comes in and takes it away. Comes in and steals that seed that's supposed to, if it falls on good ground, supposed to bring forth 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold and produce in our life. But if it falls by the wayside, Satan comes in and immediately takes it away, comes in and steals it. And then he goes on and and talks about the other things of, of if it falls on stony ground, they heard the word, received it with gladness, but there's no root in them. So they endure for the time. And afterward, when afflictions or persecutions arise, for the word's sake, immediately they're offended by the word of God. And they say, you know what? That's enough for me. I'm going to go back to living my life the way I was because this word stuff is it's tough. Because <laughs> the word of God is always going to deal with those things in your heart. Amen. Amen. I didn't take time to read it, but in this passage, Jesus talking about the ground, it's the ground is the heart and those, those stones, those thorns, those, those, the wayside areas, those places that the, the Satan has access to, those are within our heart. And it's up to us through that relationship with God, through prayer, through correction of the shepherd's staff, it's up to us to allow those things to be rooted out of us. To be taken out of our heart, so that the word of God can be planted, and so that it can produce, so that it can spring forth and produce abundantly. Hey Amen. One more, one more uh, chapter here in Matthew. Kind of going to go, keep going backwards. Matthew chapter seven. Are you with me tonight? Staying with me. Sorry, I know I know I talk kind of monotone. Matthew chapter seven and verse thirteen. Before we read, why don't we one more time, why don't we pray? Amen. Pray that this word would get in our hearts tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, your word do what it's sent to accomplish, I pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus name, amen, Matthew 7 and 13 says, enter you in at the straight gate, remember who who the gate is, amen, right, we remember who the gate is, Jesus, (laughs) for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to, not this gate, this is, this is a bad gate. <laughs> For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. This, this wide gate, this, this, this gate and this way that's, that's wide, is, it's the popular way to go, because it's, it's the easy way to go. It's if you were to compare it to religion, which I think it's easy to do because that's the way people are going to go. Some people are going to go the way of religion, thinking that that's the right way because that's the way that the crowds are going. And that's not the case all the time. Because that wide way, that, that way that's, that's straight, that looks like, man, that's, that's got to be it. Where everyone's going that's the way where it's easy believism. It's, it's preaching that doesn't convict and deal with the heart and deal with those things in your heart that would keep you from producing fruit. It's, it's preaching that's all about, you know, prosperity and, and you going and making a name for yourself in the world and, you know, just living life to its fullest. And that's what I think of when I think of the wide way, the way where the multitude goes. But verse 14, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life. And this is the tragedy, because few there be that find it. Verse 15, says, beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly, they are ravening wolves. Remember the wolves from the sheepfold, the wolves where Jesus was protecting at the sheepfold. People are going to come. Things are going to come. They look like sheep. They look look kind enough. They look soft enough. But inwardly, they're ravening wolves. And watch this, verse 16. You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Kind of sounds like the things that were in the people's heart. The stones, the thorns, the, the, the ground where when seed fell on it, it was quickly choked up because of the cares of life. Because Satan was able to come in and steal it away. There's going to be people that are essentially that are posing as having the way that are at that wide gate where the multitude's going and that are going to say, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a prophet. <laughs> this is the way you need to go because 2022 is, I don't know, <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> so go this way, buy my program. <laughs> Trust me, you won't need your money in 2023 anyway, just... Right. It sounds sounds ridiculous when you put it that way, but there's little there's subtle, subtle things that come in this way. And that's a goofy example. But the false prophets, they come in sheep's clothing. They come trying to look like they belong in the fold. They, they dress the right way in the and their sheep skins and they just got their You know, they just came from the shearer, if that's a word. They just got their buzz cut and, you know, they're looking nice but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. But it's so amazing to me that you shall know them by their fruit. And what that tells me, because it talks, then goes and talks about, can you gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Of course, the answer is no. And so what that tells me is, if you know them by their fruit, what they're going to be producing is things in the flesh. And if they have thorns and if they have thistles, then there's issues in their heart that they're not willing to deal with. There's issues in their heart that, you know, well, this way that's wide, that's broad, this is easy and it doesn't convict me, it doesn't deal with my heart. So I I can just go this way, keep these thorns, these thistles, these stones in my heart and preach this easy message and have the crowds and the multitudes follow me but not have any fruit to show for it. And I don't know about you, but and I want, I want not only the fruit of the Spirit, but I want the fruit that's going to be produced in in the end times, the harvest of souls that's promised before the return of the Lord. And both these, they, they don't, it's not meaning the same thing, but both these go hand in hand in our life. We have to, because we're we're living examples of the true church, and either we go the easy way. Either we go the broad way that leads to destruction, that's just comfortable, that you know, that doesn't produce anything. Or we go this narrow and straight way following the shepherd, following that voice of the shepherd that says, come on, come this way. You're following. He, that, that's the amazing thing about the shepherd. He's not behind you, pushing you, but you're, he's, he's leading you. And we follow the voice of the shepherd. And I don't know about you, but and in this time, I'm, I'm so thankful for my eyes being being healed and my eyes being open to the gospel, to have the revelation of the one true God, the mighty God in Christ Jesus. I'm so thankful for that. We have to have that. The world needs that as well. They need that miracle as well. But us as the church, the miracle that we need is in our ears. Amen. We need a miracle in our ears, in our hearing, if we expect to produce fruit, if we expect to receive the word of God and it be planted in our hearts and it to bring forth, to spring forth and to produce 30 fold, some 60 fold, some a hundred fold that I have to, I have to fix this issue with my ears. I have to fix the issue of hearing the word of God and allowing it to offend me, allowing myself to stumble over it because man, it's a, it's a hard thing to hear. It's a hard thing to hear Jesus that we're going to have to take of your body and take of your blood as well. I don't want to suffer God. I want the, I'd rather have the broad and the easy way because that's the way that the crowd's going. That's the way that everyone else is going. And I'm going to look like an outcast. I'm going to look like crazy person. If I go this straight, this narrow way that says you have to be separated unto God, amen, that says you have to put away some of these sinful things, it says you have to deal with some of these issues of your heart. I'm not going to fit in with the world. And that's the point, isn't it? If we expect to draw the world unto him, we expect to be lifted up and then all the world be drawn unto him. That, that point, that place that we're going to be lifted up at is going to be a cross. Like him, we're going to be lifted up, but it's not lifted up onto a throne. It's not going to be lifted up in fame and glory and wow, look at what they did. Look at who they are, but it's going to be, it's going to be us surrendering our lives. It's going to be us surrendering to the leading of the shepherd and hearing him, knowing his voice and saying, God, above all else, I want to be lifted up on the cross like you surrendering my life, God, that you could draw all men unto you, Father. we respond to the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you feel the word of God pricking your heart tonight, why don't you respond? In the name of Jesus, if you know that your heart's not in the place that it should be, this altar's open to you if you want to come. It's okay to come to the altar on a Thursday night, amen. Amen. It's okay to fall on your face, to surrender to him on a Thursday night. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, give us ears that we may hear, I pray. Give us ears that we may hear, I pray, oh God, that we not allow the thief and the robber to come in and steal the word of God from our hearts.
0: Ya Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Worship you God. I magnify you, Lord worthy of worship and praise tonight. I love you,
0: Jesus. I love you, Lord. No more questions out of our Thankful to you, God. Grateful to you. before you tonight.